Has the world gone crazy? Life is difficult. When you need help, where do you turn? Welcome to Christian Impact, impacting your life with spiritual truth. I am Dr. Kelly Blanton, and I'm sharing practical truths in the Bible that can truly change your life. Today is September 15th, 2022. We continue our series, Chronicles of the Kingdom, Lesson 36, The Anti-Kingdom. So we're going to talk about the anti-kingdom today, and let's just review a little bit about God's kingdom, uh, because God's kingdom produces an order of prosperity. Now, I'm not talking about a prosperity gospel, but God's kingdom is about abundant life. It's about abundant living, and that's a, a type of true prosperity. Again, not the world system prosperity but what it is, the abundant life that God has given us. And there's an, and there's an order to that. And how does that order go? Well, the kingdom of God comes as the will of God is done uh, here on earth. So as, as we manifest the Holy Spirit in us and through us, and the love of God moves through us, um, then his kingdom, his his will is being done in our lives and it's being exercised here on the earth. So it's fulfilling that prayer as it is in heaven, you know, make it so here on earth. Um, kingdom, kingdom of God is coming. And, and as that happens, Christ is administering the ways of God that are in heaven through redeemed mankind. Not fallen mankind, but redeemed mankind. And as that happens then the authority of God's kingdom is more established here. And therefore, the order of what God wants to happen is manifested here. So, let's look a little bit more in this. Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's... In Matthew 6, it's talking so much about don't worry, God can take care of you. You can take care of all these things. But he says, what? Seek first kingdom of God and his righteousness. More on this, Romans fourteen seventeen says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So we're told first to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then here in Romans, this is the kingdom of God. It's not about eating and drinking. It's not about physical things. It's what? It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So there is a in the Spirit a peace, a joy, and a righteousness. Notice we, to seek the kingdom, we must also seek his righteousness because that's what it produces. Romans 8, 3-4 says, for what the law could not do in that he was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. 
He condemns sin in the flesh, that righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So here in Romans, we're looking for this righteousness because we're going to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And that righteous requirement is not found in our works. It is found in the likeness of Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ that fulfills our righteous requirement. We can't do that by, quote, walking in the flesh. It's nothing of our abilities that can perform this righteousness, but according to the Spirit. It's righteousness, peace, and joy is found in the Spirit. And the kingdom of God is found in the Spirit. It's in the Spirit realm. The kingdom of God is not a physical kingdom. And so many times through history we've seen that, that believers, uh, the, quote, corrupt church, believe that, righteousness and holiness is found in an artifact or a building they go to the holy land people fight over the holy land and 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 this old building and that old building and while you can get a lot of inspiration by going to the holy land and thinking jesus walked on this path he sat on this rock he was baptized in this river although that can be very inspirational those things are not holy or they nor do they make you righteous because the kingdom of god is not in physical earth it is in spirit. It manifests, the kingdom of God will manifest here on earth through redeemed man who what? Has realized that it's not the flesh, it's not physical things that bring that. It is, is Jesus' work on the cross and that he fulfilled the requirements of the law and that through faith his righteousness can be imparted to us, and therefore the kingdom of God is imparted to us by the Spirit. And I wanted to lay that down at first, because we're going to talk about the anti-kingdom. What is the anti-kingdom? What am I talking about when I say anti? You know, you start getting around religious people, and you say the word anti, and they just immediately want to say Christ, anti-Christ. We're familiar with that term, anti-Christ. But what does anti-kingdom, what does anti mean? Well, uh, the, the biblical word, anti, it's a Greek word, anti, um, means against, um, the opposite, a contrast. Uh, it means lawlessness. And so when we talk about anti-kingdom, we're really going to talk about against or lawlessness because that's what this anti means. And it's interesting to note that when we talk about Satan, who's also known as Lucifer or the devil, the Bible says that he is the original law breaker. And obviously, we're talking about the anti-kingdom. We must be talking about the kingdom of darkness. And so, what we have to understand is that the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of this world, is a kingdom of lawlessness. You see, lawlessness is any order other than God's order. So, even in our nation, just because we have laws that we make in a government, do not mean that those laws... Are, are the same order of God. And if they're not lining up with God, then it's lawlessness. 
is lawlessness. Just because you make a law doesn't make it law. It can still be lawlessness because you're following the laws of a foreign or anti-kingdom. And anything coming from an anti-kingdom is lawlessness. And so, um, understanding that this is that lawlessness is the lack of Christ that will flow with grace and love coming from God. It's, 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 it's a lack of this. It's an absence of the grace and love of God. It's, it's a failing to adhere to and align with the ways of God. This is, this is lawlessness. And we're going to talk about this anti-kingdom. And, of course, we're going to learn about this anti-kingdom. We're going to talk about the anti-Christ. But before we get real deep in here, we need to understand that there is the anti-Christ, the man, and there is an antichrist, the spirit. And we're going to look at some scriptures here because they're not the same. First John 2.18 says, Little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard that the antichrist will come, even now there are many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. See, and, and you see this in the, the, the epistles of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. They were having to, uh, to deal with what they called the spirit of the Antichrist. And he says right here that we know that we're living in the last days, that these, these Antichrists, this one Antichrist, this man Antichrist has come, but even now there are many Antichrists. There are many Antichrists. Is, are, these, are these men? What's, what's, what's going on here? What, what is this? Well, 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, says, Behold, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is, is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. And so we see here that there is this spirit of the Antichrist, which is released in the world at the time when these apostles were writing the scriptures 2,000 years ago, there was a spirit of Antichrist that was in the world denying Jesus. You know, 1 John 2, 22 says, Who is a liar but he that denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist and he denies the Father and the Son. So anything that's suddenly denying what the divinity of Jesus and this is a, a little cue, spiritual warfare cue, demonic things, testing spirits. When it says every spirit does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh, we have to understand it's not just a simple wording of the flesh and, and was he a man. This is talking about the divinity of Jesus, that God was incarnate as a man, that Jesus existed before with the father he was god before and then he became flesh and blood man fully man and that he died on a cross and rose again this this idea of jesus divinity is what the enemy will assault he doesn't 
he may not deny there are people that don't deny that there was a man Jesus but they begin to deny the divinity of Jesus and therefore that goes into the the cross and salvation and the, the, the fulfilling of the law the payment of sin there's so much that goes into this type of denial of of God himself and so um, this is coming from the spirit of the anti-kingdom, the antichrist. He is a, it is a spirit that is moving upon our world today that denies the work of God. It denies what it is God is doing in us and through us. It was there working in the first century and it's working now. And so we have to understand that this spirit of antichrist, it's, it's always seeking to deny Christ. The spirit of Antichrist will do anything possible to deny, prevent, and pervert the work and gifts of the spirit of Christ coming forth or manifesting in the lives of believers. Why? Because it's the life of the believers that establish God's order, his kingdom here on earth. And so the spirit of Antichrist is trying to deny it to prevent it, or to pervert that very thing from happening. And that is bringing about a spirit of lawlessness. It seeks to establish lawlessness or the opposing ways of God. That's why there are many antichrists at work now. That's why there are many that attack the church. They, won't, they, they do, they attack the church. Why? Well, number one, the antichrist spirit is a liar and a deceiver. And it wants to what? It wants to bring forth false manifestations, false signs, false wonders. Why? Because it's it's a sort of a twofold thing. It's perverting what the Spirit of God is doing by producing a false sign. But it also is used to deny. I know many Christians today deny the work of the Holy Spirit because they point to some TV evangelist that well he he manifested this sign he he says he's a healer he's a stuff and he's he's just a con artist and a liar well just because he's a con artist and liar doesn't mean the work of god is see the enemy produces these things to make us deny the work of the kingdom and so many times um christians naively fall in to this same thing and we 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 look at something that's false and we just immediately assume that's the real thing and then then we deny the real move of the lord um second john 1 7 for many deceivers have entered into the world who confessed that jesus is not come in the flesh this is a deceiver and an antichrist and and again it's this it's this what it's the spirit of antichrist that wants us to begin denying the work of the lord and that's a deceiver, but you you can't have a deceiver without having those that are deceived. If no one believes a deceiver, he may talk, but it, we can't really call him a deceiver. We go, man, he just makes up stuff, and it's. But a deceiver is someone who deceives others. So understand that this this anti kingdom is a trying to manifest itself in the world. Through denying, perverting, opposing 
the move of Christ within believers. How do we know this? Well, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God, that the Spirit of God dwells in you? 1 Corinthians 6.16 What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Has God said, I will dwell in them and will walk among them? I will be their God and they shall be my people? So, yes, the Spirit of God lives in His people. The kingdom of God is manifested through the Spirit of God and through His people. Now, when you have such a great move that's trying to get people to deny, pervert, prevent this thing from happening, and you have deception that's going on, well, that leads to what's known as the great falling away, you know, or the great apostasy. You know, what does apostasy mean? It comes from the Greek word apostasis. It means falling away. And there are many scriptures that talk about a great falling away. Uh, in Second Thessalonians, Paul writes about this. So let's look at Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 9. It says, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, one who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all powers, signs, and lying wonders. Now, obviously, this is a prophecy, this is a teaching, this is a scripture, when it's talking about the lawless one, the man of sin, this is speaking about the Antichrist. This is not a, a, you know, a spiritual thing that you can just, you know, this is talking about there is an Antichrist, there is an actual man, there's a man of lawlessness that is going to rise up. That is going to do this. But it also makes references to the spirit of Antichrist. So it says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. It says, the coming lawless one is in according to the working of Satan. So you understand, the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders is already at work. Yes, there is an Antichrist that will come, but there is a spirit of Antichrist, which is the working of Satan himself, that's already at work in accordance with all lying, deceiving power, signs, and wonders. It is here, and it is moving. You know, so how do we, how do I know this? How can I prove this? Well, I want us to think about this. Let's, let's look. The public education systems, the scientific community, governments, and even many Christians today are deceived into believing that the works of Christ through the Spirit are irrelevant to practical needs of mankind and governing the world. 
Let me say that again. I have it written down. I am reading this. But I want us to really dig this. The public education systems, the scientific community, the government, and every and many Christians have been deceived into believing that the works of Christ through the Spirit are irrelevant to the practical needs of mankind and the governing world. See, I've got that there, and I wrote it out, and I wanted us to, to meditate on that, because this is the power of the Antichrist spirit at move. The public education system is, is, is trash. People are finally waking up to the indoctrination that's been going on. Our scientific community follow the science on stuff that we can clearly see is not science. Our government, and, and, and even many Christians, we're, there's this deception. Begin that denial, the denial, the perversion to prevent what? The move of the Spirit of God, the manifesting of God's kingdom in this world through the Spirit of God, through believers, the enemy's stopping that. And so now he's deceived that the work of the church doesn't really do anything to meet the practical needs of humanity. I see that. I see that when people get sick and they go, oh, pray for me, pat, pat, pat me on the head, like petting an animal, a pet, a dog or something, and then they're going to go to the doctor. I'm not saying don't go to doctors or things, but it's the fact that they don't believe prayer works. You do that. Make yourself feel better. I'm going to go get some, quote, real help. When really the real help should be from seeking God, and then I'll go see a doctor and pat, pat, pat. Because that's what the doctors are. The doc- my, my father was, was a doctor. Many people in my family were doctors. And they all, they all talk about it. When you're a doctor, you, you set up a practice. It's called a, a medical practice. And it's called it's called a practice because they don't doctors do not really know what they're doing. They are practicing their skills on you and I. They they're not healers. They're trying to look at your symptoms and they're practicing a a skill, a trade, which has been passed down. I know that's that's, that's a crazy thought. You know we're. You, you're like, it's almost like saying you learn carpentry from your father and therefore, and it's like, yes, that's what it is. Even though there's medical schools, it is nothing more than a trade where every successful generation passes down to another generation what they've sort of kind of learned. And it's a practice. Um, and we've been deceived into thinking that's more practical than seeking God. This is more practical. The church can't really help people. Even though the church has been healing the sick, taking care of the poor, standing up to diseases. We just had the COVID pandemic. You know, the church faced down the bubonic plague. The church had to deal with that when more than half of all of Europe died. If you look back at world population figures, most of the world, half the world died from the bubonic plague. We haven't seen that. We didn't see three and a half billion people die from COVID. If that many people were dying, there would have been dead people out in your front yard. Lying there for for weeks or months or still lying there because there's no one to come collect the bodies. Because when you have that type of death, you know, your electricity quits working. Infrastructures fall apart. Societies almost completely break down. And yet... European societies, even though there's a tremendous breakdown, they were kept going by the church. 
It was the church. The church is able to look into the face of death and overcome because it's the work of God. It's the work of God, and it is practical, and it is needed today. But that's the spirit of this Antichrist is what? It's this, I'm going to prevent this by denying and perverting it. 1 John 2, 26 and 27. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it is taught to you, you will abide in him. Now this is powerful in talking about the anti-kingdom and the deception and what's going on. Because here John is writing and he says what? There is an anointing. There is a power that comes from the Spirit of God. That's what anointing is. It is this empowerment that comes from the Spirit for you to do something supernaturally. The anointing you have received from Him, the Holy Spirit, lives in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. Now, that's not saying you don't need teachers. You don't need to listen to people. But what it says anyone to teach you is that the Holy Spirit, in the moment of deception, okay, because this is what? These things I've written, written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. In the moment that deception comes, when the lie comes, you, you can't have a, a human being stand there and spell it, wait a minute, this is a lie. You don't, you don't have that in the moment. In that moment, the teacher that is there when deception hits you and you're tempted is, is from the Holy Spirit. And it is like an anointing that comes, that's suddenly there, this power, empowerment. And this empowerment is teaching you from the Spirit. The Spirit of God is teaching you. But what is true? What's well, not a lie? And it's happening because the Spirit of God abides in you. Now, I've known, I've sort of kind of reworded that as I'm, as I'm teaching and, and saying this. But that is what keeps us from falling away is the Spirit of God within us. He's teaching us. He's leading us. He's guiding us. In those moments, deception comes we don't have to, well, let me call my pastor and see what he thinks. I mean, the Spirit of God should rise up within you. Because without that, we will be deceived. Like that First Thessalonians 2, 3. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will come, will not come, unless a falling away comes first. What's that falling away? That day is, that falling away is the Greek word apostasia. It's, it mean, that we translate it falling away. It means defeat from the truth now let me shake some of you out there most of you understand this but let me shake some of you you can't fall away if you weren't up to begin with you can't fall down if you're lying on the ground you have to be up walking to fall down you can't fall away if you never believed to begin with do you, do you understand what I'm saying if I mean, people go, well, they weren't a Christian to begin with. No, because if they weren't a Christian to begin with, then they can't fall away from the faith because they didn't have faith to begin with. The falling away means you believed. You were a believer. You were, falling, you were following the Lord, and then you fall or you defected from the truth. As the day of the Lord comes near, as the day of the revealing of the Antichrist comes near, there will be first come a falling away. This means that there are going to be believers that will what? Be deceived. Let no one deceive you. Let no one try to deceive you. 
So how can they deceive you? You do not allow the Holy Spirit to move in you and to anoint you. You cannot just wake up one day and go, well, if, I, if someone's going to see me, the Spirit of God will, will teach me. When you don't listen to the Spirit of God to begin with. We need God in us now. Today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next week. That's why practicing spiritual disciplines, like reading your Bible, like praying. No, reading your Bible, going to church, praying, worshiping. Those things don't send you to heaven. But they're tools used to grow us in maturity so that the Spirit of God living in us, we can abide with Him, but we can hear Him, we can listen, so that in seasons when deception from the Spirit of Antichrist comes, the anointing power is there upon us, and we can respond, that we can manifest God's kingdom to overcome this. Because without that, if we can't hear God because we don't spend any time talking to Him, so we don't have a clue, then when the deception comes... We will be deceived. You will fall away. Because victory comes in the kingdom of God in our lives and is dependent upon the Spirit of the Lord, Jesus Christ living in us. Our victory is from the Holy Spirit coming forth and establishing His presence in our heart. And as that happens, He destroys the work of the enemy. Because that's why Jesus came. He came to destroy the works of the devil and to provide us with abundant life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you that you do not want us to be deceived. God, that there is an anti-kingdom, an anti-Christ spirit that's moving across the world today, deceiving people, denying, preventing, and perverting your work, God. And I thank you that you have sent your spirit to live within your believers, God. Those people that you love, those people that have 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 received you, who believe the offer of forgiveness from the cross, God. Lord, I pray that we would be drawn to you, Lord, that we would abide in you, God, that your anointing power would rest upon us so that we would not be deceived. Holy Spirit, teach us of the deception that is in this world, God, that is, is so thick and prevalent, prevalent today, God, as a spirit of lawlessness is unleashed. God, I pray that your people would shine your light ever so more brightly as times get darker and that your kingdom would overcome and that victory would be manifested through your moving in us. Lord, we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for listening to this Chronicles of the Kingdom series. You can catch up on lessons if you've missed them at our website, christianimpact.net. And until next time, God bless.